brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Just a stand there looking scary. All right. Tonight on Ram Showcase, the L.A. Rams have been eliminated from the playoffs. Plus, will the Rams sit their starters against the Cardinals? And later, the Rams play one final game at the Coliseum. We preview Arizona at Los Angeles, next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am Joe Branham, your host, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys today. we got a pretty cool show for you. Unfortunately, the Rams are no longer in the playoff hunt, and so that's a little bit of a bummer, especially considering that the Vikings did us a favor. They lost to the Green Bay Packers, and if the Rams were able to if the Rams were able to beat the 49ers last week, then all they needed was a Bears win and a win over the Cardinals, and then they would have been in. But unfortunately, the Rams were not able to pull it off against the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday night, which is very unfortunate. What a game, though. I got I to gotta admit, what a game. It's been a weird season for the Rams, but you know what? It, it's all good. This is what happens. This is what happens. Sometimes you win a bunch of games. Sometimes you lose a few it's, it's just the way the NFL goes. But we're going to go ahead and hop into the news. And, you know, we do have some interesting stuff to talk about. First of all, though, I, I do want to mention this to you guys. I hope you all had an awesome Christmas. This was the first year that I didn't get a whole just stock of Rams stuff. And that was a, for a very specific purpose. I actually told people I did not want Rams gear for Christmas this year. I know. I know that's crazy. But... Rams are changing all their their stuff. I mean, we're getting new logo, new uniforms, new color scheme, all of that in just a few months, which is going to be very exciting. So uh, I did actually, I got two Rams hats, even though I did not ask for Rams stuff. Two Rams hats, they were the same exact hat. So you know what? I got that going for and Maybe I have. Yeah, I've got one with me. I'll show you. I'll show the YouTubers. So this is the hat that I got. I got two of these. Two of these bad boys. And uh, they both look weird on my head, so... I'm not I'm not sure exactly how much I'll be wearing them, but you know what? I do appreciate it. And I hope you guys all had an awesome uh Christmas. I hope you guys got everything you wanted and wished for. But you know what? Now we got the worst Christmas gift ever, which is to uh sit at home and be lazy all playoff time. Which I guess I mean I'm not gonna say it's a good thing, because it's not. It's obviously not a good thing that the Rams miss the playoffs. That sucks, and I would way rather that the Rams be in, but I gotta be honest, guys, last year that was a heck of a year, and I still I'll, that's going to hold me off, at least for a little while. On top of that, that year was exhausting. I've never had to cover the Rams for a season that long, but you know what? It was exhausting in the best way possible, and I hope I get to do it a lot more in my time covering the Rams in whatever uh, avenue that happens to be in, whether it's Rams Showcase or elsewhere. We will see. Um, but let's go ahead and hop right into the news now uh, that we've got all that out of the way. Uh, first and foremost, the Rams are officially eliminated from 
postseason play, the Minnesota Vikings making it in. They're going to be the ones that are uh, probably getting beat in the playoffs because we have four extremely strong teams in the NFC this year. And then uh, two who I, I just don't I, they're they're not going to go far. Let's just put it that way. And that is the Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings. I just don't see it. Those are the only two teams that I think I would be really surprised to see represent the NFC in the playoffs. But if you're looking at Seahawks, uh, Niners, Packers, Saints, I I wouldn't really necessarily be surprised about any of those. Maybe the Packers. I I think that the Packers might be the worst of those four teams, but we'll see what happens. L.A. Rams, though, officially no longer in. I, I, I don't think I've accepted it yet. I don't think emotionally it's really set in for me. I know that last week I had mentioned that yeah, one of the reasons I tried to like temper my confidence a little bit was the fact that it was very possible that the Rams weren't going to make the playoffs, and now we're here. And I was I was kind of setting myself up to emotionally prepare for this, and I don't think it's working. I was just spoiler alert: it's not working, and I'm really I'm really sad. So uh, next up, left tackle Andrew Whitworth says that he is interested in playing in 2000, uh, t- 2020. 2020 next year. He is interested in playing. And uh, obviously that that would very likely be for the L.A. Rams in their new stadium, SoFi Stadium. But uh, this is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Andrew Whitworth this season had more penalties than he had in the previous two combined with the Rams. So that's not awesome, obviously. And uh, you can definitely see that his age is catching up to him. I still think he's a very strong left left tackle. If you know uh, what? I would put him at like a 75% Andrew Whitworth is still better than a lot of left tackles in the NFL. So hard to be, you know, super worried about it. But at the same time, man, I'm, I'm excited to see Joseph Nopum come in and, and potentially take over that role. Uh, Bobby Evans is now a candidate. If Havenstein can come back uh, strong and play at that right tackle spot, we're going to be looking at a different offensive line next year. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, we're going to be looking at actually kind of a different team. Every year, is, it's, a, it's pretty different. But next year, I think it's going to be a little bit more different than uh, we've seen, at least from the the overturn from uh, last year into this year. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of turnover. We had a decent amount of turnover in season, but uh, you know, it's just it, it was just interesting seeing starting the season with Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib at starting corners. Now we got Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey, both who may not play in this game, but uh, still, that's a that's crazy. I mean, it's just wild to see how how fast uh, things can change. I did want to mention this, though, also, uh, speaking of Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey, rumors say, I have not confirmed this yet, uh, the rumors say that the Rams are looking at resting, really, the majority of their starters in Week 17 against the Arizona Cardinals. That would include, potentially, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey's already been ruled out, but I'm sure there could be some guys on uh, maybe the offensive line. Uh, Aaron Donald would probably still play, but would probably just be rotated out a little bit more often. Uh, Jared Goff is in this discussion, and they're saying that Blake Bortles could get a decent amount of playing time. And there's even, I even saw one person say uh, John Wolford could come in uh, for a little bit in this game. So that'd be interesting. Uh, Not stoked to see Wolford play. Uh, I did like I did watch all of I watched all the AAF games, every single one of them, uh, and I did like what he was doing there. But I'd be more interested to see how Blake Bortles handles the Sean McVay offense. I mean, he's an experienced player. Obviously, we know he's turnover prone. We all know that. Uh, but he is an experienced player. And I wanted to I do want to see what he would look like in a Sean McVay offense, what his reads would look like, how they would be different from Jared Goff. I just think that would be an interesting thing to learn about. 
Uh, next up, tight end Tyler Higby has four straight games of 100 plus yards. He came into the Arizona Cardinals game last time without a 100 yard receiving game in his career. He now has four straight since then. Ever since we played the Cardinals the first time, he's had 100 straight games. He also becomes the first tight end in in NFL. Well, I don't want to say NFL history since the merger to have seven plus catches and 100 plus receiving yards in four straight games. That's pretty awesome there. And uh, his uh, his previous career high was 195. He's at 430, uh, 435 now, so blew away his previous career highs. Uh, tied is, so far is tied for his career high in uh, receiving touchdowns with two this season. Uh, that That's almost it for the news. I did want to talk about this, though. This is, uh, unfortunately, the very last game that the Rams will play in the Coliseum. I'm very... Very sad that I was not able to make it uh, out there. It just didn't happen. Uh, we ran into just too many obstacles this year, and uh, that's unfortunate. But you know what? What a historical venue! I I could go over the list of the uh, events that it's held: two Olympics, you know, Super Bowls, all all this stuff. I could go into all that. We got we all know how historical that the Coliseum is. But I did want to mention this though because I did find this. So kind of interesting. This actually came from Rams Wire. So if you guys want more stats than this, then uh, you guys can head over to Rams Wire and check out these Coliseum stats. But I did want to talk about it just a little bit. Uh, the Rams currently 163, 97 and 8 all time at the Coliseum, which is an awesome record, by the way. It could bump that up to 164. 164 Coliseum wins would be pretty awesome to see. Uh, six and six all time in the playoffs played at the Coliseum. Norm Van Brocklin, who made the NFL top 100 team, he broke the single season passing yards record, or single game passing yards record, excuse me, in uh, 1951. That record still stands today. He broke that at the Coliseum. Historical venue. I love it. Um, I've never been there, but I love it. I love it. It's I love the history of stuff like Lambeau Field. I I I definitely want to see a game there. You know, the, the historical stuff really gets me. I, I'm a big history like kind of nerd, I guess you could say. I, I love museums and stuff. We got a bunch of cool museums out here in uh, Colorado that I like to check out. I'm like almost a regular at these places. They walk, I walk in and security guards are like, "Hey, Joe," you know. I'm kind of that nerd, but when it comes to the the football aspect of it as well, even more so, even a bigger nerd, but. That record still stands today. It is extremely old, 1951, that that was set and still stands today. That is absolutely incredible. And uh, I did want to mention this one just because I'm kind of selfish, and I'm okay with that, first of all. I've accepted who I am. Uh, but also, the most tackles in a single game ever at the Coliseum. Can you guys guess it? It is Mark Barron with 12 tackles in a single game at the Coliseum. So, uh, yeah, Mark Barron. As most of you guys know, one of my favorite NFL players loved when he was with the Rams. I like this guy back at Alabama. You know, when he went to Tampa Bay, I was watching him there. I loved when he got traded to the Rams. That was so much fun for me. And then uh, now, unfortunately, a Pittsburgh Steeler. So uh, Mark Barron, though, single game record for tackles at the Coliseum all time. There's been some amazing players that have played some games at the Coliseum, in case you guys don't know. So uh, that's that's I think it's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, but a shout out to Mark Barron. MB26. He's the man. Uh, let's go under the ridge top. 
this week in Under the Ridge Top, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, this is the segment where I kind of just give my own opinions. Uh, I do kind of sprinkle in some opinions. I realize that I say I never give my opinions, but I clearly do it in some some instances, but they're never strong opinions. I, they're always just like, I really like Mark Barron. That is an opinion. That's 100% an opinion. But this is where I give my opinion a little bit deeper, just a little bit deeper, and, uh, you know, I, you guys are free to disagree with me. That's the beauty of uh, America, is you can disagree with me, and it doesn't affect anybody, including me. Yeah, yeah it happens. It's all good. Uh, but let's uh, take a look at Under the Ridge Top here. Uh, consistency is a word you're going to hear from me a lot this offseason. If you guys stick with me throughout the offseason, you guys are going to hear me say this word quite a bit. Uh, maybe I'll get a counter going for how many times I say the word consistency this offseason. Uh, the Rams were anything but that this season. Anything but consistent this season. Some games, the Rams were unstoppable. Some games, the Rams looked like they couldn't beat anybody and just just looked bad out there sometimes. Uh, there is a trend in the, in the games that the Rams do well, and that's Todd Gurley touching the football. Even if he isn't blowing off these huge runs or going crazy, you know, putting up a 150 rushing yards, he still, when he touches the football a lot, the Rams just play better, and that's simple facts. I'm not blowing any minds here. Uh, when Todd Gurley gets 15 or less touches, the Rams have a much worse record than if he gets 16 or more touches. That is a very real thing. I should have had the stat for you guys. That is my bad. I kind of dropped the ball on that one. Uh, something that Todd Gurley doesn't do very often. Boom! And, uh, you know, the, the, the Rams just play better when Todd Gurley touches the football. The offensive game plan has become stale, and it seems very predictable. If I can be out in Colorado watching on TV and say, oh man, we're going to run this play, and then they do it, I guarantee you that defensive coordinators are seeing the exact same thing. The defense may, it may be even more consistent, or inconsistent, excuse me, than the offense. Some games, this Rams defense was a brick wall. Other days, Swiss cheese. And that's that's not how you're going to win some football games. So, uh, Wade Phillips, he may not be retiring. That could be a good or bad thing at this point, but we don't really know that yet, and only time will tell. And time also kind of won't tell us, you know what I mean? So, uh, what I mean by that is, if the Rams move on from Wade Phillips and they have an awesome defense, we don't know if the Rams would have been awesome under Wade Phillips. And if the Rams have a bad defense, we don't know that they would have had a bad uh, or, or good offense uh, or defense under Wade Phillips. We just, we would never know. Uh, but he is getting up there, and it really seems like, uh, well, I would say last year, the Super Bowl year, uh, Wade Phillips, it, it really felt like it felt like he wasn't going into games with game plans, and then at halftime, the adjustments would be made, and the, the defense would really tighten up in the second half. This year, it feels like the Rams are going in with a game plan and then just making zero adjustments, and if they start pretty rough, it feels like it's going to be a rough game the entire time. And if the Rams' start, defense starts really strong, feels like this team's not going to score on us, you know? Uh, I don't know if I'm alone in that or not, actually. I could I could be, but that's okay. That's 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 okay. Let's go ahead and take a look at the leaderboard. First, we're going to take a look at the standings. And uh, we got San Francisco in first at 12-3. and three. Seattle Seahawks in second at 11-4. and four. The Rams sitting at 8-7 and seven in third place. And to round out fourth place, we got the 5-9-1 Arizona Cardinals, who the Rams will be playing this weekend. I did want to mention some stats for you guys because... Uh, I, I'm a big stat guy. I love numbers. I, I'm a numbers guy. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear somebody say like, oh, this guy's playing awesome. You know, and just, well, why? Like what's happening? Like, what is he doing? It's like, oh no, he's, he's, he's looks good out there. 
Like, yeah, but is he doing anything? I want to know the stats, and I love the in-depth stats, pro football focus stuff. Like, I, I just, I eat, I eat all that up. So, I do want to mention just a couple for you, um, some players this year that are kind of not necessarily breaking records or anything, but just to show you kind of where we're at. And uh, first, I'm going to start with Jared Goff. Currently holds this season, this season right now that we are in right now with one more game to play is the fourth most passing yards by a Rams quarterback in a single season. And that is Jared Goff right now. He is just 34 yards behind third place, which is currently held by Warner. Warner also holds first place, but Jared Goff from last year holds second place. He would need a pretty strong performance to uh, touch one or two, but looks like he could easily get into uh, third place if he does indeed play in this game. Of course, that is a topic that's happening, but fourth in uh, Rams history for most passing yards in a single season. And he's up there. He's got number two and now number four, probably number three as well. So uh, for those of you, uh, you golf haters out there, all I got to say is, man, like just, I mean, yeah, he, he could be more consistent, maybe some more touchdowns a little bit less interceptions, but he's still doing his job. And uh, the offensive line this year, not as awesome as it as it was the last couple of years. So, you know, we got that going for us. Uh, Todd Gurley with 789 rushing yards right now. That is 47th in a season in Rams history. Will climb up spots for sure. He could probably reach into the 30s, possibly even the 20s, depending on how he plays in this game. 12 rushing touchdowns is tied for 10th most in a single season. Uh, 18 is the, the record. I don't think he's going to get... I don't think he's going to get six touchdowns in this game, but uh, 18, the record being held by Eric Dickerson and Marshall Falk. Cooper Cup, his 87 receptions is tied for 10th all-time in uh, Rams history for a single season, and uh, nine receiving touchdowns also tied for 10th all-time in a single season uh, in franchise history. So right now we're looking at Cooper Cup as having the 10th best year of a Rams wide receiver ever, which is <laughs> an interesting way to look at it. Greg Zuerlein leads the Rams in points scored this season with 107. Uh, Todd Gurley is in second. Uh, I believe it was 86. I didn't write that down, but I did see it. I believe it was 86. And uh, 860 all-time points scored for Greg Zuerlein. I mentioned this because he is not under contract after this last game. Uh, so we'll see if the Rams bring him back. But he has 860 all-time points scored in Rams history. Jeff Wilkins, that is second in uh, Rams history, by the way. Uh, Jeff Wilkins with 1,223 is first all-time. Gurley is 10th all-time in scoring in Rams history. And if you take out kickers, then Todd Gurley is actually fourth all-time in scoring for uh, non-kickers. Um, yeah, so that's just some stats for you guys. I didn't want to go too nuts on that. Um, we're going to go into that a little bit more next week, and uh, as well as my predictions of some maybe surprise cuts, maybe some uh, guys who are their contracts are expiring, but I don't know if they're going to come back. We'll, ma- we'll make all those predictions. That's something I'm going to spend the weekend doing. I'm going to uh, look uh, probably Saturday. I'll take the whole day Saturday and just and just kind of go through and see see who I think that the the team's going to keep and who who I think could be moving on. So uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for next week. It'll be like a nice little season wrap-up show, and uh, we'll get into all that stuff, and as well as coaching staff. We'll be looking at that as well. I do expect some changes there. Let's go ahead and take a look at the injury report. These are Wednesday's reports. I'm recording before uh, the, the Thursday reports are out. It is Thursday, the day after Christmas, but these are going to be Wednesday's reports, which which are actually projections because neither team held practice on Wednesday. But as far as the Rams, players who did not participate or would not have participated in practice, 
are uh, Michael Brockers, Daryl Henderson, Troy Hill, Jalen Ramsey, Simba Webster, and Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth usually not hurt, usually gets that Veterans Day off. Limited participant, we have Eric Weddle, and a full participant is Bobby Evans at that right tackle spot. On the other side, uh, for the Cardinals, as far as players who would not have participated in practice, we got tight end Charles Clay, tight end Daryl Daniels, and offensive lineman Justin Pugh. Limited participants, as projected, would be quarterback Kyler Murray, outside linebacker Chandler Jones, and safety Charles Washington. So nothing too nuts uh, in that regard. Uh, you know, this... With no practice, it's it's kind of difficult. Uh, the the practice reports will probably be coming out soon, which is unfortunate. I just got off work, got home, basically started recording right away, so I haven't been able to dig uh, much deeper. Christmas time, it's bananas every year. Why is it every year? Is it craziness? Uh, let's take a look at this uh, Rams Cardinals game, though. We got a good one coming up. Uh, you know, I guess a good one coming up. Uh, for as little playoff implications as you can have uh it's it's not a very large viewing area if you guys are interested to see if this game will be shown in your area make sure you guys check the ram showcase facebook or instagram i have posted them there this game kicks off at 1 p.m los angeles time chris myers and daryl johnston will be on the call and fun fact i felt like i typed those names a lot this year so i wanted to look it up and we actually had this uh this commentator crew chris myers and daryl johnston this will be the fourth time the only loss that the rams have went with these two because they had the panthers game they had the steelers game which is the loss and then the the cardinals game the last time and then this one so the rams are two and one with chris myers and daryl johnston that's normally a, st a statistic that i would save for the playoff time but you know you know how it cuts uh let's see here this is again once again, the final game at the Coliseum, and it's like almost bittersweet because this is the final game at the Coliseum, but at the same time, that new SoFi Stadium is going to be so amazing, and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to uh, hopefully work there eventually. That is the plan in, uh, in, in some amount of time, but we'll get there. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's kind of bittersweet. Uh, the Coliseum, very historic venue. I know it's not the best game day experience that you can have in the NFL, but what a venue. Just a, just a really cool one. Uh, the over-under for this game is 49. The Rams are favored by 7.5, so 7.5. More than a touchdown the Rams, are the Rams getting uh, over the Cardinals. So uh, for you betters, I don't know. I don't know if that would be a strong bet or not, considering if the Rams have absolutely owned the Arizona Cardinals under Sean McVay. Uh, the Rams are 4-3 and three at home this season. One of those games is in Lon was in London, so the Rams are actually 3-3 three and three at the Coliseum this year, and the Cardinals are 3-4 and four on the road this year. Let's take a look at the matchup of this one. This one's the Rams offense versus the Cardinals defense. The Rams offense in total yards ranks 9th, Cardinals defense 31st. Passing the football, the Rams rank 5th, the Arizona Cardinals defense 31st. Running the ball, the Rams are 24th, the Arizona Cardinals defense is 25th. And in points scored, the Rams' offense is 12th, and the Cardinals' defense is 28th. Let's take a look at the other sideline now. We got the Arizona Cardinals' offense versus the Rams' defense. The Arizona Cardinals in total yards rank 22nd. The Rams' defense is 13th. Hopefully, we can try to squeak into that top 10 uh, for a defense, but it's going to take a, a pretty solid performance. And maybe some, uh, maybe, maybe some big games from some other teams that are ahead of the Rams. Uh, passing the football, the Cardinals' offense is 24th. The Rams' defense is 10th. And running the football, the Arizona Cardinals offense ranks 
ninth, and against the run, the Rams defense is 22nd. And in points scored, the Arizona Cardinals are 17th. Rams defense is 17th. So very tight matchup there. Let's take a look at the history. The Rams do lead the all-time series in this game. 43, 30, uh, 42, excuse me, 38 and 2. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Got some confidence in me. Got some confidence in this one. Uh, I Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. I have no idea anymore. I don't know how to feel. I just talk about the Rams. Uh, in the last five games, which are all of the games that the Rams have played the Cardinals under Sean McVay, the Rams have outscored the Cardinals 164-32 to and are 5-0 and in that span with two shutouts. So Sean McVay has kind of had the Cardinals number. This was a year that I was a little bit more worried about it. You know, new coaching staff of the Cardinals, new quarterback, obviously. Uh, this was the one I was slightly concerned about this year. But then the last one, 34-7. to what seven? I believe is is what the score was. Uh, that I mean, it kind of just put me down. It well, not put me down, but it it proved me that it still happens. That Sean McVay versus the Cardinals is still a thing, and uh, hopefully we can keep that going. Uh, let's take a look at uh, actually we 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 were cruising by the way. We we're very very good on time by the way. Um, maybe I talked fast. Maybe maybe I'm sad, so I'm trying to go faster. Um, maybe there's just less to talk about without playoffs coming up. So, uh, you know, it happens. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys, but we got Joe Stradamus time. So Joe Stradamus this week, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to say a very simple one. And maybe you guys agree with me. Maybe you guys don't agree with me. Maybe you guys don't agree with what I'm saying, but also agree with what I'm saying. And what I mean by that is maybe you guys don't think that this will happen, but maybe you think it's a very good possibility. Maybe it's maybe it's not what you guys think will happen, but maybe you want it to happen. But let's go ahead and start. Uh, I believe, this is my Joe Stradamus pick, Wade Phillips will not return to the Los Angeles Rams and that Aubrey Pleasant will be announced as the new defensive coordinator. Pleasant has been open about wanting to run a 4-3, which the Rams do not currently have the roster for. When Greg Williams was here, the Rams had a 4-3 roster, then Wade Phillips came in, and then we had just some casualties of that, you know, Ogletree, Robert Quinn, had some casualties because we didn't really have the players to fit a 3-4, so this would be unfortunate to have probably another year or two under not necessarily a rebuild, but getting the guys back to where they can play really well, and and it's kind of just interesting. I don't know where a Dante Fowler would fit into that. I don't know where an Abukam would fit into that, where even a guy like uh, maybe a, like Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox, where do these guys fit in in that? Even Littleton, Littleton's a very strong middle linebacker in a 3-4, and it's, it's, it is a very big change. It is a very big change when you go from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Uh, you know, Alec Ogletree was an incredible 4-3 middle linebacker terrible 3-4 line middle linebacker uh Robert Quinn he was bumped from defensive end to outside linebacker and just wasn't cutting it so it is a scheme thing obviously you want the players to to be able to adjust themselves and be able to uh to to play whatever scheme that they are being paid to play as that's just kind of I mean that's kind of my opinion about that I I you don't get a job and then say like oh that doesn't really fit my skill set can we do something different that's not how that works so uh, you know, I would like to see these guys stick around, but at the same time, if they're better at something, I mean, let them go be better at it somewhere. You know, that happens. Uh, Joe Barry also being talked about in this conversation as well, uh, but, you know, these guys actually coached together. Aubrey Pleasant and uh, Joe Barry did. 
Uh, let's see here. Pleasant, for you guys, just a little background knowledge. He began his NFL coaching career in 2013 with the Cleveland Browns and served as the Rams' uh, cornerback coach for the last three seasons, was the defensive quality control uh, coordinator un- with the Redskins under Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator. And uh, Joe Barry has served served as a defensive coordinator for the Lions between 07 and 08. And you guys know that those weren't good years. Uh, two wins total, and those both came in one season. So he was the defensive coordinator for that 0-16 year. Uh, that was the year uh, it, it wasn't a good one. I know that much. And uh, let's see. And he had 17 wins as the Redskins defensive coordinator from 2015 to 2016. So much better there. But at the same time, not the dopest of defensive coordinators. Uh, I like Joe Barry as a coach. I think he's very strong. And people change. People can learn. People can uh, implement new things. And I I feel like some people don't believe this or think this, but it is very possible for players and coaches to accrue knowledge and to get better at certain things and begin to understand aspects a little bit better with experience. So just because he did a bad job before doesn't mean he'll necessarily do a bad job. But I personally, I think Aubrey Pleasant, if, if we don't hire him as a defensive coordinator, I think somebody else will. And I don't want to see him leave. I'll be completely honest. I don't want to see Aubrey Pleasant leave the Rams. I, if if that means Wade Phillips leave and Pleasant becomes a defense coordinator, I'm okay with that. I think that that would be a very strong move. But that's just one guy. That's just one guy's opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, that Before we wrap up, I did want to mention again uh, what we will be getting into next week, which will be at the end of the season. We'll, we'll know if the Rams are 500 or above 500. Uh, we'll know... We'll know who the Rams' final opponent is of this of of next year. Who they'll be playing on the road, and you know it's we'll we'll know a lot more, but also a lot less because at that point the this the the 2019 Rams gets pretty much wiped away, and uh, you know and not in my heart because uh, I love I love the uh, I want to do this with my headphones, but I I I love looking at everything and. Uh, I, I don't. I'm one of those weirdos that doesn't think that the regular season is totally worthless just because you didn't make the playoffs. I think the Rams did some awesome things this year. Uh, Jared Goff, fourth most passing yards in a single season this year. I think that that is awesome. So, you know, we'll we'll know we'll 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 get into that next week. But also next week we'll be taking a look at who I think will be coming back next year and who I think will not be coming back next year. This could include players under contract. It could include players who are not going to be under contract, and, and maybe they're coming back. Maybe I think that they come back. Uh, big names, by the way. Greg Zerline, Dante Fowler. I mean, big names that are on this list that we will absolutely get into next week. Uh, we'll have time, which will be nice. Uh, there won't be a game preview. We'll have plenty of time to talk about this as much as possible. We might bring back in fan quesos as well. And as soon as I can figure out how to live stream, <laughs> we will be getting to those as well, uh, time permitting, because uh, school is a, a very busy thing, for those of you guys that don't know. I'll also be looking at the coaching staff, who I think will stay, who I think will go, uh, and potentially who I think will go, who I also think that those potential replacements will be. So we'll look at that as well. And then uh, we'll be getting ready for the off season, no matter what. That's what we'll be doing next next uh, week. We'll be getting ready for the off season, kind of like the off season primer a little bit, and uh, which is unfortunate, but it has to happen. And... This is going to be a really interesting offseason, so I'm, I'm actually really excited to cover this offseason because, you know, with the lack of draft picks, with the lack of cap space, I'm really curious to see if Les Snead really is this 
this genius who knows what he's doing and just is is preparing something he's got this plan that we don't know about but we're gonna be amazing next year or if he just got in a little a little two in over his head and signed some guys he shouldn't have traded some picks he shouldn't have we'll see we'll talk about it all next week uh but that is gonna do it for me uh i'm sheriff joe bags make sure you guys follow the ram showcase on all your favorite social media and that would be at ram showcase on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase you can follow me as well at sheriff joe bags on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash sheriff joe bags but that is gonna do it for this week's episode of ram showcase enjoy week 17 this is the last rams game we have in quite a while uh, which is unfortunate last game i'm probably watching out here in colorado fingers crossed uh since my big move will be happening this summer i'm really excited about it but i want to bore you guys with those details Uh, but that is gonna do it for me I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.